0: Hey, what is going on? This is Daniel Garcia from Halo Haven. It's just me today. Uh, John and Chris couldn't make it. I had obligations later on in the day, so right now it is just me. You are uh, you know, John did it last week, and he did a great job by himself, so I guess now it's my turn to uh, step in there and do it on my own, which, no big deal. Uh, you know, so, you know, let's get to it. Um, this is going to be a... A two, two themed kind of podcast. Usually, we just kind of review the week and how it went. Kind of review what's going to happen next, uh, emails and all that stuff, which we're still going to do, or I'm going to do, I should say. I'll still still read your emails. I'll still go over the week that was. I'll still preview what's coming up in the next uh, handful of days. But also, we're going to start talking about the month that was, the month of April. A little bit of March at the end, so. When I talk about the month of April, I'm also incorporating the you know, the three or four games that were at the end of March. So um, it's a weekly review. It's going to be a monthly review. But uh, So first off, we're going to go with the weekly review, and then we'll get to the monthly review in a little bit. So anyways, last time you heard Johnny Mags going, he was uh, talking about uh, the Angels and them leading up to the Yankee series. Again, another really big test for the Yankees, uh, for the Angels, was the Yankees coming in and, uh, you know, them being hot, being one of the top teams coming into the season. So uh, it was interesting to see how they would do. Okay, so the first game, uh, April 27th versus the Yankees. Angels lost 3-4 to four in a close game. It was a close game. It was a good game. Um, you know, it started out with Haney getting five pitches. Uh, five innings, 95 pitches, you know, or 94 pitches. So, you know, it's kind of the same issue we've been talking about for a while now. Um, pitchers not being able to go deep in games, going only five innings, having that pitch count up, you know, around the mid, mid nineties, mid to high nineties. Um, but now it was okay. You know, um, they had to lead late, which is what you want. And then, uh, Keegan Milton comes in, the now new saver, new closer for the Angels to get a save, and he blows a save. All right? It happens. No big deal. They actually end up going into extras in 10 innings. Um, and then D.D. Gregorius hits a home run over Blake Parker in the 10th. D.D. has been super, super hot of lately. Um, of late. You know, he left something over the middle. He punished it. He took advantage of it. Headed it over the right field wall, if I remember correctly. So the Angels lost that one 3-4-10. to four and 10. All right, so now jump into the Saturday game, the April 28th, again, again, the Yankees. You had uh, Garrett Richards on the mound. This one got ugly fast. It got ugly really fast for Garrett and for the Angels. Um, Garrett gave up nine runs, and I think only five of them were earned, but nine runs in one and two third innings. Um, you know, at the end of the second inning, it was ten zero already for the Yankees. So that was a super hard mountain to climb for for the Angels. So they end up losing that game eleven to one. Richardson just seems to be having trouble with command. Uh, you know, he seems to be gets up on guys. Not so much in this game because he didn't last that long. But in future or in past games, he seems like he gets up early on guys in the count, whether it be uh, you know one two o two count. And then you turn around, and next thing you know, they've walked. Uh, they worked at full count. He gets pitch count up. He's only able to go five innings, or four and a third, or or anything around there. So he has really struggled this year as far as um, being a consistent arm out of the out of the uh, rotation, being that quote unquote ace, if you want to say it. But you know, um, I'm not really the type of person to call him an ace. I, I've posted stuff on our Halo Haven fan page on, on uh, Facebook. So if you're, if you're not sure about that or haven't heard about that, go to Facebook and um, there's a fan group page. There's posts. There's a bunch, you know, people talk about whatever is uh, going on in, in, in Angel Land, but topics about players um, and all that stuff. So I'll be on there from time to time. I'll probably out of the three, uh, I'm probably on there the most. Um, but, I, you know, I had, a, I had a question up there. I just, I, I didn't think, you know, I don't think he is a a quote-unquote ace. I don't think you get the the ace label um, just because you're the game one starter. You know, like, I think an ace title should be earned, not necessarily just given out because you're a, the best team on a bunch of, or best pitcher on a team that, you know, not sure what their pitching staff is. So you know he's had a rough beginning of the season. Richards has. I mean, he's only pitched you know out of the fifth inning. or oh, he only you know pitched six innings once. Um, he's got rocked around a number of times. I mean his his ERA isn't terrible. It's a six or four eighty eight. But again, for that quote unquote guy, you want to be the ace. You you expect a lot more. You expect him to get you know six innings, seven innings. You know maybe a eight or nine inning game, you know, you don't want too many of those because you don't want to overwork arm, obviously. But, you know, you do want some of those games where he works into the seventh. You know, you have two guys come out, one guy for the eighth, one guy for the ninth, boom, easy. But there's a lot of games where he's worked, you know, five innings, five and two-thirds, four and a third, five innings, six innings, and then one and two-thirds. So there's a lot of bullpen games when he comes to the pitch. And as an ace or as someone that says he's an ace, he – he should be the guy that he comes up, he pitches, you know, you're going to be getting a good quality start out of him to where you're not stressed out about the bullpen end up being overworked. Um, you know, if they had a tough game the day before, he should be able to come up and say, you know what, guys, I got this. Uh, you know, I'll give you six innings, I'll give you seven innings. But a lot of times he's coming in and he's only given five or four and a third. So, that is something personally that I, I have my eye on for the rest of the year because I am not sure how it's going to go. Um, he is not yet a free agent after this year. I believe he has this year and then one more year of um, free, and then he'll hit free agency. Um, oh, no, I'm looking up here. Free, free, yeah, free agency after 2019. So, again, we have him for this year and then the year after. So... Um, and he hasn't been super consistent ever since that, that injury he had, that really bad injury he had in Boston. He just really has not, you know, been the same. He hasn't been the same guy. His stuff has always been there. Like, I am not going to say that he's a horrible pitcher and I don't understand why he's in the major leagues. That's not the case at all. He ha- he's has great stuff. He has the ability to strike anyone out, you know, at any point at any time is just the consistency factor with him that is as a fan, it kinda wanna kinda makes you wanna pull your hair out. Just you see him one day and he's just killing it and he's doing great and and then next thing you know, you know, the next time out you're expecting the same thing and he lays a stinker. You know, so um you hope for more out of Richards, you hope something he works something out. He said to reporters the last couple or I think earlier today, Again, I'm recording this on uh, May 4th, on Friday, a, little, a day after uh, we normally do because John and I went to the actual game last night, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But I think earlier today he talked to a reporter and said he thinks he f- figured something out in his mechanics. He thinks he figured out um, what was giving him trouble in his delivery. So uh, I believe he's pitching tonight or tomorrow. In Seattle, so we will be able to tell right away if that's the case. Hopefully it is. For Angel fans, uh, we hope that's the case. So moving on from there, uh, Sunday, the 29th against the Yankees, um, Angels lost again, again, got swept. Um, you know it's never good to, to get swept by teams, especially teams that are really good. You kind of want to make an impression on them. Um, you know, you're not looking to to. You don't necessarily have to win the series, you know. But if you would one game out of it, and maybe if all three of them are close, because you know that eleven to one game is it stands out like a sore thumb. It, you know, all your other games like on the Sunday game, um, yeah, they lost to the Yankees, but it was a two to one game. Uh, Skaggs did really well again. He only went five and one third, gave up only two runs on a on a Sanchez home run. And again, it was one mistake. I think he walked the guy in front of him, and then boom, gave up the home run. He settled down, and that was it. But again, he was doing so good. You would like to see him pitch more. But when his pitch count is at ninety-nine, it's hard for any coach to keep him out there for that long, and and be okay with it. You know, at ninety-nine pitches, you would like to think he would get you know into the seventh. Maybe not finish the seventh, but at least get into the seventh. Um, but again, he only went. He went into the sixth. Got five and one third. Um, that one mistake, like we said, the Gary Sanchez home run. You know, so it was a close game. It was a close game. Angel's offense were kind of was was sputtering a little bit wasn't necessarily um you know wasn't necessarily um shooting on all cylinders but again CC Sabathia was pitching that game uh, he's been really good like he was a free agent at the end of last year a lot of people weren't sure what they were going to get out of him just because he is older um you know he is on the plus side um I almost made The poll question this week, who is a better big-sized pitcher, Bartolo Colon or CeCe Zabathia? But, you know, I did it. Um, But, yeah, so it was a good game by the Angels. It was close. You like these close games against good teams. Uh, You don't necessarily have to win all of them. You don't necessarily have to um, kill these teams that are on top of the division. But at the same time, you would like for them to be close and, and two of the three games against the Yankees were close, and one of them was an extra. So you would like to keep it there if you're gonna lose lose in a close game. Don't get blown out eleven to one. So then Monday, off day, um, you know, there's been a lot of off days in the in the preseason or in the not preseason, the early season. Um, so Monday was an off day, and then you had the Orioles coming town. F- uh, this last Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, Oral's been struggling. Like, And I don't know how many people out there have been paying attention to the standings at all, but the uh, the O's are on the bottom. I don't know if they're in the bottom of the Major League Baseball, but I, I'm pretty sure they're in the bottom of the uh, AL East. So they come in, you know, and, and me and John were talking. Um, we hung out on Monday night, um, at the 66er game and we were just kind of talking before the game started, you know, um, with the Orioles coming to town, with the, with the Angels having a hard series, you know, the weekend, they need to come out and they need to show something. They need to show, you know, not necessarily a sweep, but they need to show some kind of dominance to where people don't start thinking that first part of April was a mirage, was just, you know, for them getting hot and that's it, um, and for the most part, like on Tuesday, it got a little close. Um, it was a weird. To me, I watched that game on May first. Like, um, it was a three to two win for the Angels. Um, you know, um, after the Yankee game, um, Keegan Milton he pitched on the Friday Yankee game, and then during the weekend, he got put on the DL with a, I believe, it was an elbow injury. Um, unsure when he'll be activated. Um, he, he will have like a bullpen session, I believe either this weekend or early next week. And then they'll be able to tell more from that. Um, uh, but anyway, so with that situation, you bring in cam to close games. He's done it before he struggled a ton this year. Um, so I wasn't sure, you know, how it was going to fare. And he ended up getting, giving up the, the lead. Um, they came back and tied it two two, um, you know, but they walked off. The Angels walked off in the bottom of the ninth off a single from uh, Upton, so that propelled them to a three to two win. Tropiano pitched that game. Um, he went six and a third, eighty eight pitches. Now, when he was six and a third, every, and he was rolling. He was having a really good game. The big question on everyone's mind was at eighty eight pitches, why take him out? He's rolling. It's not necessarily a blowout game. Um, you know, but what happened? Did something happen? Come to find out, um, the next day, they come out and say that, uh, he has shoulder, um, inflammation. Um, they didn't, I think Sosha said, or the trainer said it was a cranky shoulder, so whatever that means. But, uh, the bright side of it, though, he did come out the next day, um, on Wednesday and play a really light catch, uh, for warm up, So the fact that he was even throwing the ball at all, you know, however light it was is a good sign. So that's another thing to watch with injuries. And again, injuries are going to happen. I mean, um, you look at any team, um, at any position and the majority of them are probably gonna have some kind of injury at this point, uh, pitching fielding, you know, it, it, it's something that happens. It, it's all over baseball. So for people to freak out, I think it's a little premature. Um, as of yet, as of yet, nothing is season ending. Um, So, you know, knock on wood that it doesn't become something that's season ending. I don't think it is, but we'll find out. Um, But again, uh, something else that stood out to me from this game, watching this game, Trout has been on a tear and I don't have to tell anyone listening about this. He's been on an absolute tear um, of late. Uh, And the the Orioles walked him four times, and I believe three times of those were intentional. He only had one official at bat the whole game, which to me was was funny because it seemed like every time he's coming up, um, someone in front of him, whether it be uh, the nine the nine hole hitter or or the leadoff hitter, if they get on second or a double or something happens, and first base was open, it almost seemed like it was an automatic four. They walked him; they didn't even try to throw to him. So uh, Trout's definitely definitely. Uh, on a roll this month. Um, Okay, going up to Wednesday game, May 2nd, um, again, another win against the Orioles. 7-10 win. You know, coming in, this game was kind of weird also, and there was a lot of discussion on the Halo Haven um, fan page on Facebook about it. Um, Going into the 9th, it was 10-1 Angels. You know, so... You won't necessarily want to bring in, you know, one of your main guys. You don't want, you don't want to bring in an Alvarez. You don't want to um, bring in a Justin Anderson, even though he's young, but he's been really well. So you don't you don't want to burn those kind of guys um, on a game that's ten to two. You know, like I said on there, I don't think it mattered if you had the best closer. In, in the world, you're not going to bring them in in the ninth inning out of ten to two game. You're just not. You're not going to waste an inning on that. So you know you put some minor league guys in there who probably should be in Triple A right now, but you know you need bullpen guys you need some of those people on the back end. So they're they're up, um, you know. And then it gets to kind of close and it goes ten seven as the final score because they gave up five in that ninth. Um, I wasn't necessarily worried because it didn't seem like. They were panicking the Angels. You know they got to five. They bring um, Jim Johnson in and he closes it out. So it was like, okay, well here you had your fun with your with the with the little with the little brother, and now here comes big brother and to close it down. And that's exactly what happened. So some people were freaking out. Some people were thinking the worst was going to happen. I had never felt it was going to happen just because it, it, it felt different. It didn't feel like, oh my God, we're losing control. We're losing control. It just felt like, okay, they're kind of messing around with you know these minor league players, the minor league pitchers, and once a major league pitcher came in, it wasn't even close. Um, Andrew Haney, again, uh, started that game. He went 6 innings and in 86 pitches. Not sure why he didn't go a little deeper, being only 86 pitches. Um, you would like to see him go deeper, but the fact that he went through 6, um, I'm guessing the score was probably part of it, why he didn't go any deeper. Because again, at the beginning of the ninth inning, it was 10-2. So it wasn't anything close. If it was probably closer, there's a good chance um, he would have stayed in longer. Uh, But a highlight from that game that stood out to me and if you watched it, I'm sure, maybe even if you didn't watch it, but if you saw the highlights, if you follow the Angels on Instagram or Fox Sports West on Instagram or anything like that because it was all over the place. uh, Mike Trout's home run. And I mean, it was drilled. As soon as he hit it, it was gone. Uh, I've been to, you know, probably the last I've been lucky enough to last probably four or five years um, to go to about twenty to twenty-five games each year, um, you know. And I've never seen a home run hit like that. I mean, if if you're familiar with uh, the layout of Angel Stadium, you have the bullpens in left field, and then there's a a, a tunnel, a service tunnel that leads into um, onto the field and also into the kind of underneath the stadium and stuff like that. Well, anyways, Trout drilled it. It cleared that tunnel and reached the seats right above it. And there's been plenty of times where I've seen people hit home runs and it bounces in that tunnel area off the cement and bounces up into that area. But the fact that he was able to hit it on the fly, and and I mean it wasn't even a doubter. It was it was hit hard. Um, they had it measured at 224 feet. Again, that's one of the hardest ones I've seen hit there. I mean, you have the Barry Bonds one from the World Series to right field, which was drilled. Um, And then you also have, I believe it was last year, uh, what's his name, Uh, Gallo from Texas. And he hit one that almost cleared the batter's eye in uh, right center field, I believe. It was probably 80% up there, and that was drilled. But, I mean, those two were unbelievable. and, And the one that Trout hit was probably just as impressive. It's just you, once you heard it and you saw it come off the bat, you knew it was going to go a real long way. So, again, uh, Angels won that one 10-7. Uh, um, and then last night, it was poncho night uh, at Angel Stadium. Uh, you know, the first two games of the series, Tuesday and Wednesday, if you watched it on the TV, it didn't seem like crowds were great there. Um, very sparse, very um, spread out. Um, but like I said, um, I went with my fiance, John went with his uh, significant other and, and his family. So we met up, we ended up hanging out the whole game. And it actually was a really good turnout. It was a, it was a lot more people than I expected was going to be there. It was more people than definitely was been there the last two games. So again, it was Poncho night. So I'm sure that had part to do with it. And also coming into that night, last night, Albert Pujols was on a uh, 2,998 hits so hopefully we were expecting to see history made that night um you know unfortunately he was only up or he only got one hit so now going into a road trip um he's stuck at 2999 hits it would have been really nice to see him do that in the home crowd um john and i were just talking and just kind of messing around and and later on the game when it kind of felt like we weren't sure if he was going to get it at home, we started talking like, all right, that's it. You got to bench him for the next uh, five games and have him do it at home. But that's highly unlikely. And I think even as I speak, the lineups have come out, and I'm pretty sure he's playing tonight in Seattle. Um, but, yeah, so um, the game last night, it was a 12-3 to win for the Angels. 12 All 12 runs were scored in the first four innings. So if you got there any kind of late um, – a, you didn't get your poncho. I saw some posts on uh, Instagram and Facebook that people got there late and they were all out. And B, um, you missed the majority of the runs. I think in the first inning, they batted around. They sent nine guys to the plate. Um, Jaime Berea was the pitcher. He got brought up. Um, he pitched six solid innings. Again, the score was what it was. There was not really no reason to, to, to stretch out a young arm like that. Um, gave it up two runs only. And giving up two see, and that's the thing. A lot of people, um, I, I don't. I mean, I understand the people like strikeouts. Strikeouts look cool. Oh, he swung and missed. Oh, you know, he looked foolish on that, or oh, he painted the corner. Like, I understand that. That's cool. But I felt last night watching Jaime pitch, he was very, very efficient. You know, he pitched a contact. He, um, he, he only, like I say, struck out two. But it seemed like he was putting a lot of a lot of balls in play. He, people weren't going very deep in the count. And again, this is a guy coming off. Last time you saw him on the mound, it was against the Giants, and he had a dude foul off like 21 pitches, I believe, in a row. Or not not 21 foul off 21 pitches, but he had 21 pitches, and I think 18, 17, or 18 of those were foul. So he had a really long at bat. Now he come in, still pitching the contact, which you like to see. I personally rather see a guy give you six or seven strong innings and maybe three strikeouts, four strikeouts, than a dude that goes five innings with 12 strikeouts. I mean, yeah, the 12 strikeouts, it's what's going to pop, and 12 strikeouts is what's going to be on the newspaper or or be on Twitter that night, but he went five innings. Like, give me the guy that goes three innings or uh, gives three strikeouts and goes seven innings. I, I, I like to see the efficiency part of it, like, don't go let the guy get deep into counts. put the ball in play. The angels have a really good defense this year with the additions of Kinsler and and Kozart didn't play last night, but when he's out there um kozart is a is really good third baseman um you know put the ball in play Simmons is there i mean he gets everything uh, even albert this last um this last uh couple of games, Albert was really good. There was a handful of uh, uh, picks at first base that kind of remind you of old Albert, remind you of the gold glove Albert, the younger Albert. Um, So again, the defense is really, really good. I, you know, I hope the angels pitchers start putting the ball in play just a little bit more, just so they can um, have their defense play behind them, make it easy on them. Don't, don't put yourself in a situation where you're at 80 pitches in the fourth inning which we've seen a handful of times from a number of different pitchers. Um, But, yeah, so Jaime Brea did really well. Two runs, 2Ks, six innings. Albert is still stuck on uh, 2,999 hits. So hopefully this weekend um, he'll be able to get it and he'll be able to, um, you know, get that milestone off his back. And then I think the next big one is his RBI total. I think that's what I saw. But, anyways, all in all, Average week for the Angels. They went three and three. Um, you know, you beat the teams you're supposed to beat with the Orioles. You, you swept them, which you should have done. You know, if you're going to be a good team, you got to beat the teams that you should beat. You would like to see at least one win against the Yankees, and it could have very easily been one. I mean, you look at the Friday game. Um, you know, D.D. hits a home run in the tenth. You know, it could have went either way. One mistake by Skaggs to Sanchez, again, could have went either way, but you would like to see them pick up one game, but, you know, three and three, 500 week, not not terrible. Um, So that's the week that was, the week that just passed. Um, So what we're going to do now is that we're going to go to, we're going to run our commercials real quick. I know commercials, but, hey, these people help us do what we do. These these companies let us you know come out here every week talk about the angels, hopefully give you something guys entertaining to to listen to. So help the ones that help us do this. That's, that's that's what we ask. Just help the guys that the companies that help us bring this to you. Whether it's following them on Instagram, Facebook, or you know if it's products you're interested in, you know buy from them. Um, you know help the help the people that help us. But we're gonna take a break real quick. And then we are going to talk about the month that was. um, Some players that are hot, some players that were cold, and then uh, uh, email questions. And then we'll probably um, talk about the coming up uh, next uh, this coming week. So we'll be right back. We are punks. We are punks. We are. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did. And check out www.groomgoon.com. Groomgoon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it, go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISH THE GOON, all one word, CATFISH THE GOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groomgoon? Well, Because your beard deserves it. All right, those were our commercials, but now we are back, and I would like, um, I guess, to introduce a new sponsor for us. Again, these people help us, these companies help us go on the air and do what we do. John and I, Chris, and all of us have. A lot of fun to sitting around and talking about Angels baseball, and kind of um, giving you guys a glimpse into what we talk about and to what we do, um, you know, when we're not on a podcast, but just kind of hanging out. So, a new sponsor, Alley Cat Apparel um, is a new sponsor we're going to have on. Um, again, check them out on, on Instagram. Uh, the Alley Cat SoCal is their handle on Instagram. Um, all one word. Give them a follow. Um, you'll see, uh, myself, Halo Haven, uh, Johnny Mags. We already follow them. Um, clothing brand, great stuff based out of Riverside for us. That's very important. Cause you know, um, Chris and John born and raised in Riverside. I live in Riverside now. So another Riverside company that we're glad to have on and glad to be part of, you know, the all angels podcast family. But again, um, that alley cat, SoCal, um, at Instagram, give them a follow. Um, tell them Halo Haven sent you, and uh, you know, check out their pictures. Check out their gear. A lot of cool stuff. Check it out. There's a link onto the website. So if anything you want to see, you like, you want to buy, click on the link. Boom, it'll take you right there. Um, do some little shopping, maybe for a friend or for you know a loved one or whatever. Um, but yeah, check them out. Um, but these guys again are helping us be. Uh, are helping us do what we love to do, and that's talk to you guys um, about Angels baseball and everything like that. So, moving on now, um, the month that was again, I'm kind of counting um, April as both the April and um, March together because um, I think there was only like three, four games in March, so I might as well squeeze them all together. Um, the Angels finished the month of April with a 16 and 12 record, which. Is good. Like, don't get me wrong, four games above 500 um, is definitely a step in the right place. They have um, improved the last two years in the opening month. Angels have notoriously been slow starters um, in the season. You know, um, last year they kind of turned that around by going 14 and 13 in April, but the year before that in 2016, they were 11 and 13. So again, it, it's going in the right right direction. You're definitely you definitely like the way you go. Um, a couple tough sweeps in there with, from Boston and from the Yankees. Um, but you know, uh, baseball is is a, is a sport about failure. As people will say, people say all, all the time. So um, you know, sixteen and twelve. You know, Angel fans will take it. I'm pretty sure, especially going over what they've done the last few times. Um, so again, uh, if you haven't heard, Otani, uh, won AL Rookie of the Year um, for everything. He, I mean, I don't know how else he is going. I don't know who else would beat him because I mean, you can. He does both. He pitches and he hits. So uh, the month of April, he had a three forty one average with four home runs and twelve RBIs. I mean, this is a part-time hitter, people. Like that to me, that's insane. And then on the pitching side, you know, he went two and one. With a 4.43 ERA, but that ERA is kind of inflated by the Boston game where you had the blister issue and you got pulled out early. Um, If you take that game out of it, his ERA is just as good as anyone out there. Um, You know, hopefully, you know, he rolled an ankle on Friday's game against the Yankees. He took him out. Um, So it kind of pushed his start back. Hopefully, he's supposed to start Sunday, but. Um, I think he just missed a couple games. He missed the rest of the Yankee series. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he was back DHing. Um, he's DHing tonight. So that's a good sign. That, that, that he's still moving around. He's still playing. So um, the ankle should be good. Hopefully, he should pitch on Sunday, uh, which is good for me and good for Angel fans because next Sunday is Mother's Day. Um, you know, and our family has a little tradition where we go, uh, my brother and I, my girlfriend, uh, my brother's girlfriend will go and take my mom to an angel game that's her home. And so hopefully if he pitches Sunday, he has a, ha- a routine of pitching, you know, six days rest. So that means mother's day, hopefully he'll be pitching and that'd be an awesome uh, way to spend mother's day. It was with Latani on the mound at a home game um, against the Minnesota twins. But anyway, so again, he won AL rookie of the year. Good for him. Um, I'm not rookie of the year, sorry, my bad, rookie of the month, um, for the month of April slash March. Um, but again, uh, I think he's hands down the favorite right now to be rookie of the year. Um, I mean, cause I don't know anyone else that's going to be doing it the way he does it as far as, um, pitching and hitting it. I don't see how anyone could compete, especially if his numbers are average to above average in both categories. I, I just don't see how that's going to, that will work. But anyways, um, some other people, some other players that were hot this uh, month. Um, just looking at it, and we, I kind of touched on it before. Trout, like I don't know, I don't know what it is with him, but he just seems to keep on getting better and better. Um, again, for the month of April, he had a two ninety one average, which is a little low for him. But if you if you started watching the games towards the end of the month, he started getting on fire. He started bringing that average back up. Um, had another great game last night. Again, it's for the month of the month of April. So again, if people start, you know, Hey, what about this? What about that? I, I I didn't count this last series against the O's because technically it's in May. So, you know, his home run, his home run total, his um, RBI total is going to be different than what it is now. But again, two ninety one average, 10 home runs, 18 RBIs. Um, he was leading the AL and I think the whole major league, at least tied in home runs for that month. Another great, great, um, month for trout. Um, you know, and then another guy that I know gets a lot of credit for um, his his glove and and his both his bobblehead coming up, but Simmons, man, I, I I don't I don't his offensive numbers surprise me every single time I look him up and I see what he's doing. He for the month of April a three twelve batting average, three home runs, fifteen RBIs. So yeah, he's not hitting as many long balls as Trout, but it seems like he's knocking in just as many guys, and from you know the the sixth hole, seventh hole, depending on what the, what the lineup is. From doing it from down there, you know that just shows that Trout, Upton, Pools. When those guys get on, there's a good chance Simmons is going to knock them home. So Simmons stays hot, hopefully, and with his his defense always being there, never in question, um, he can have another really great year. Um, so those are the two kind of offensive players that stood out to me this uh, this month, um, pitching wise. Um, it's two guys from the bullpen. Um, one of them is because he's super young, and the other one is because no one wanted him to want him last year. Um, for me, the young one, uh, Justin Anderson. Again, Justin Anderson just got brought up this year. He, he he he's a young kid. He brings he brings the heat. He's a really hard thrower. Um, he's he went he's gone four in a third inning or yeah four in the third inning total this year. So far, three hits. I mean, he's only gotten given up three hits, no runs, and for a guy that seemed to get brought up just to kind of be that, oh, we need to bring a guy up just in case we need to go to the bullpen kind of arm, and um, but to stay up here and um, and it was kind of funny um, his his first or was it first or second uh, appearance? It was. Uh, it was kind of like in a high-pressure situation, and John texted me. He's like, "Why are they going to this guy right now? Why are they bringing in you know a rookie, major league debut? Um, you know, oh, I think it was in the Houston series. But um, you know, he he made his pitches. He you know had a had a handful of fam- a handful of family and friends being from that area. Um, uh, the pressures just didn't seem too big for him, but." You know, he's doing really well. Young kid, big things, hopefully, that, you know, that keeps on. He could be an arm out of the bullpen that they could really use, the Angels could really, really use. Um, and, again, the, the other pitcher that really stood out, another guy out of the bullpen, Jose Alvarez, um, the only lefty in the bullpen. The only lefty in the bullpen. So he has to be looked upon as far as getting key lefties out. And Not only that, now he's in a situation to where – he just seems to be pitching to everybody now, lefties, righties. It doesn't matter. Inning, um, two thirds of an inning, one third of an inning. It, it it just seems like he's the guy that you you can put him out there and he'll be all right. Um, but again, it, from going from last year, it seemed like no one really wanted him. No one was like, oh, why do we still have him on the roster? Send him down or cut him or whatever. Because you know, granted, he did have um, a pretty tough season last year, but this year he's come out and and really dominated. Uh, 13 13 innings pitched, he's only given up one run. Um, So I don't know, you can't, and that's off a a home run in Houston. Um, So I don't think you can ask for any more than that. Um, He's pitched in games where the Angels are losing and he needed to eat up an inning plus. He's pitched in games where the Angels are winning and he needed to get a crucial out. Um, You know, he's pitched in all different types of games. He's definitely, definitely... um, a guy that if he's on and he can be again, that lefty specialist coming out, um, it would be, it'll be awesome. It'll, it'll, it'll give an extra dynamic, um, extra dimension to that bullpen. Um, the angels need, you know, going into further in the season. So those to me were the guys that really stood out in the off or in the, this last month offensively and pitching wise, um, then again, if you go kind of to the other side of the of the map, the guys that seem to be struggling the most, um, you know, all the pitching has had their own struggles starting pitching-wise, whether it's, you know, not being able to get out of a certain inning, pitch count super high and not being effective. But, you know, two guys that I think fans kind of anticipated doing more, anticipated um, being more productive, uh, you know, one of them was def- is definitely Cole Calhoun. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy coming into the season. He had that first game up in Oakland, and he got a triple and a home run. But it seems like since then he hasn't really done a whole lot. Um, you know, if if, if if he's having struggles. Now he's not even an everyday kind of guy. Now if there's a certain matchup, um, Sosa doesn't like. Now you're starting to see uh, 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 Chris Young out there more. Um, so you never saw that before. You never saw um, lefty or righty. It didn't matter. You always saw um, Calhoun out there, um, you know. But for Calhoun and kind of for the other guy, uh, again, this is just the month of April. I know um, Maldonado has hit a home run last night. I was there, or not last night, a couple nights ago. I saw it. I understand he got a couple more hits last night. I know, but I'm talking about the month of April. Both Cole and Martín Maldonado have both struggled tremendously. Again, um, Cole and Martín Maldonado are great defensive players, and they've proven it. You know, Maldonado winning the Gold Glove last year, Cole winning um, the Golden the Gold Glove uh, in 2015. And there's been a couple games where he's made tremendous plays, diving, um, going up a wall, and that's why he's out there. Like, don't get me wrong. If 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 he didn't have that that defensive side to his game. I don't think he would be in, you know, as much as he is in now. He's great defensively. You hope his offensive, um, stats, his offensive production picks up. Um, again, Cole was a 172 hitter in the month of April with one home run that came on the very first game, the very, very first game and 10 RBIs. Um, and has since dropped from, I think like the sixth spot, um now it was like 8 you know dropped all the way down to the uh down the order um, his war is wins against wins above replacement if you're at a, a if you're at a zero war you're kind of an average player you're like okay we can go and find a guy that does just as well as you you know you're nothing special um, Cole right now for the season again it can change but his war as a it's at a negative um point 8 so again it's right there on the border but you'd like to see the, especially like a secondary guy like Cole to be up around one, two, um, more. You definitely don't want to see it being negative. Um, you know, and the same thing with Martin Maldonado, um, he is, his batting average was 156, no home runs, six RBIs. Uh, he's in that nine, that ninth spot in the, in the lineup you'd like to see him get on base more to flip the lineup over. Um, and give people like Kenzler and Trout opportunity to hit him home if he gets on base. But it just seems like he hasn't, he's been struggling. Um, he's coming out of it now, it seems like, the last handful of games. He seems to um, find something in his swing, his mechanics that he's able to fix. Uh, finally hitting a home run against the Orioles. Um, you know, had, I think, a couple hits last night. So hopefully it progresses and he's able to um, get – you're never going to get great numbers out of him. But if you can get average numbers out of him with his defense and what he can do behind the plate, uh, he's definitely a a solid, solid player that the Angels can lean on for the rest of the year. Um, Martin Maldonado kind of going to the injury side now of the Angels. Um, You know, we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, Keegan Middleton, elbow information, not sure when he'll be activated. He's eligible to be activated May 10th, um, which is next Thursday. Not sure if he'll hit that mark or if he needs a little extra time. Uh, people haven't said. Again, uh, bullpen session either this weekend or the beginning of next week, and they'll be able to figure out more from there. Nick um, Tropiano went on the DL, shoulder, um, played light catch the day after, so that's a good sign. I'm pretty sure they'll probably have a bullpen session with him coming up um, and figure out how that goes. And then another big um, pitcher, hopefully being able to come back, Matt Shoemaker, had some kind of nerve, Not I don't want to say damage, because that kind of sounds really, really bad, but nerve issues in his arm, and they weren't sure what it was, so they, they kind of shut him down for a little bit. Um, but he's expected to throw his first bullpen session today. Um, again, we're recording this on Friday, uh, May 4th. And um, so this will be his first bullpen since going on the DL. So hopefully he does the bullpen, he reacts well, and they're able to get more of a little timetable as far as when he can come back, if he's going to do some kind of rehab starts. Hopefully at the end of the Empire 66ers so we can be there and hopefully get you guys an interview. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully that first bullpen session, Today goes well, and they're able to get a timetable set. All right. Um, Cozart, he's not playing today. He didn't play yesterday. He's having back issues, but not on the DL, so I wouldn't worry about it until he goes on the DL, if it's anything more serious than that. Um, Again, to Maldonado, um, if you've noticed, it wasn't in the lineup or even on the lineup card. Uh, Juan Gratterwall got brought up. And um, they put J.C. Ramirez on the 60-day DL to make room for Juan Graterol to get brought up um, to be the backup for Rene Rivera tonight. And that's because Maldonado has been put on the bereavement list. So, you know, if something's going on with his family, you know, hopefully nothing too serious, comes back soon. Um, Hopefully everyone's healthy on the family side. Usually the bereavement, you know, you're not sure how to take it. so we'll wait and see with that. You don't, you don't want to throw anything out there as far as when he could be back or why he's out or anything like that. So those are the guys, um, really, uh, that are out, that are, that are injured. And then, you know, you always got the J.C. Ramirez's and the, and the Alex Myers that are not not our, our Tommy John surgery guys that are going to be out for the rest of the year. But, okay, moving on. And you know what? John was right. This is kind of hard uh, talking to yourself. And going from one thing to the other, to the other, to the other, and not having anyone to bounce it off of. I mean, I got my pets walking around, but they don't talk, so there you go. So anyways, moving on, uh, minor league baseball. Um, you know, like like we've said in the past, 66ers are really close to where we live. They are great with us. They give us a lot of access to games and players and stuff like that. So um, it's always good to see um, a little bit of history happen for the 66ers and then on may 2nd the 66ers threw a combined no-hitter between three pitchers um jason alexander uh zach ryan and sean isaac at first uh lake elsinore so i believe reading that it was like either the second or third perfect or no-hitter in uh, 66ers history which is cool um it was like a three o'clock game. So I wish I would have been there, but you know, our schedules, you know, between Chris and I and, and John it work schedules, stuff like that. But it's good to see, hopefully we can get down there, um, sometime soon and, and try to get an interview with, with Jason or one of these guys that are involved in it to kind of put into their words, what they were feeling at the time and after the game, and if they even knew what they were doing. So that's something that hopefully we can get done. Um, and another little bit of, of news, too, in the minor league system, up in A at Salt Lake, um, Michael Hermosillo, and you might remember him because he did have a lot of playing time in spring training with the Angels. Um, he's an outfielder, I believe. Yeah. Um, number 10 prospect. And then on May 1st, so again, this happened May 1st, and no-hitter happened on May 2nd, so it was a good week for Angels minor league systems, but he hit um, his first career cycle um, Again, with the with the with the Salt Lake Bees, but then what stood out to me was like this cycle wasn't just a regular cycle where you know a home run, triple, double, single. This cycle had a his home run little part of it was a grand slam. So to me, that's really cool because on the same day, he hits for his first cycle and his first grand slam with one swing of the bat. So to me, that stood out. I thought that was really cool. Um, he's a number ten prospect, so hopefully. You know, he's one of those future angels that you could uh, say you heard about in the minor league system. Um, But, yeah, so those minor league kind of deals were really cool. They stood out to me and John this week, and we both kind of put it out there. Like, you know, we should mention this because this is really cool for both the 66ers and the Salt Lake Bees. But, again, that was really cool. So, um, you know, that was the month that was. It was off and on, you know, up and down. I wanna see a little more consistency with with the Angels coming into the series coming up, but again it it, it all depends on, on on how these pitchers are and the offense seems to be really shaky at times. But uh so, you know, but it's not bad. Again, we'll take it. The Angels will take it. They're not complaining over a sixteen and, and twelve record in April and then even now with the sweep they're uh doing a math blah 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 they're 19 and 12 so as of right now i believe they're in tied for first base first place with the astros and that's exactly where you want to be at the end of a month and you know make a push towards the end of the year so we are starting to wind down just a tad so I think this is the time when we will start, or I will start going. I always say we. I'm just so used to saying we, we, we when John's here next to me, or, or Chris is here, or anything like that I got. It. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to uh, read the viewer emails and I'm going to you know answer them. But uh, so again, if you guys want to uh, send emails for the podcast, uh, questions, comments ideas, whatever it is, make sure you email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com, Allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, that's the best way to get, a, to get your questions, to get your um, opinions, you know, whatever you want. Just put it out there. If you want a question, you want us to ask or want uh, uh, want us to answer or you want our opinion or something, just, you know, emails is the best way. Again, it's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, either myself or John, We'll we'll read it and then we'll we'll shout you out on the next podcast. Um, we do again. We do it every week. We do it uh, as much as we can. Um, so we'll start out with Malik Abuel. i probably butchered your name, but I'm sorry. Um, he says, "What's good? What is up, fellas?" So let's be real. This this rotation only going five innings isn't going to cut it all year long. Let me be the first to Publicly throw out here Matt Harvey. Is that possible? What y'all think? Okay, so this is obviously got email today Um, I don't know if you guys have heard or anything like that Matt Harvey got DFA'd from the uh, Twin or the Mets today Um, From what I heard he's planning to clear waivers Um, But anyway, so um, even if he didn't clear waivers if he's owed five point six million dollars this year um, he's going to be a free agent after this year. So he has one year left on his deal. Um, and with the rotation needing a little bit of health, I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know if he would be a good personality fit for the Angels. I don't know because um, he has had some history. Um, not It seemed like not being too serious, not being um, a team player or anything like that. So he's always kind of those guys – you bring into your clubhouse, how is he going to affect the chemistry? How is he going to affect the, um, the overall dynamic? You're not too sure. Um, so Jeff Fletcher from the orange, orange County register tweeted out later or earlier and his tweet said, uh, many people, many people asking about Matt Harvey. I really think Epler values make up enough that he wouldn't want to introduce a player like this into the mix. So take with that what you want. It doesn't seem like the Angels are going to go that way because, again, his personality issues. He he lived in New York. He was, you know, rumored to be going out at night, living the New York life, and that affecting his pitching. But also, he's coming off an injury. Uh, Last year was his first year back from it. He hasn't been the same since that. So, again, he's probably going to clear waivers. Cause I don't think anyone's going to pick up that five and a half million dollar contract for the rest of this year. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't think they'll bring them up either. It would be a nice little, um, test, less little, uh, not test, but less chance to be like, Hey, you know, um, see what you can do, see what, uh, will get you cheap. And if you, if you benefit from it, if you benefit from it, great. If not, no big deal. One year done. Boom. Um, but yeah, so that's Matt Harvey. Again, that's something to watch out for for the next couple of uh, of months, or not months, last couple of weeks to see um, how he lands or where he lands. But I wouldn't be opposed to it, but kind of like what Jeff Fletcher was saying, you kind of worry about if this clubhouse is really tight-knit like it seems like it is, bringing in a personality like that who doesn't have the best reputation about with getting along with teammates, you you do worry about that. So, um, we'll see how that plays out. Anyways, going on to the next one. Duncan Healy, a loyal, loyal emailer. Thank you. Um, And he says, ah, so close, 2,999. So, now he's getting number 3,000 in Seattle. It was cool to see the big guy filled up on Thursday night. Baltimore suite was nice, however. It was Baltimore, and they only have eight wins all season. Seattle is a tough team. How do you think we'll do? Good question, and I kind of said about this earlier. Um, the Angels did what they had to do against a team like Baltimore. They have eight wins, so to come out with anything less than at least two to one series win would be mind blowing. But they got the sweep, exactly what they needed. Um, you know, Seattle is coming up. Seattle is for the next three days, so you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so and then they're 18 and 12 too they're right behind they're right behind the angels in the standing so you hope they were able they're able to get some kind of um you hope they were able to get some kind of momentum from the uh from baltimore and carry over to um seattle um do you know again seattle this weekend and then i'm looking at the calendar right now and i see colorado after monday's off day um colorado's you know they're above 500 um, but they're still struggling a little bit uh, compared to what they normally do. So again, if you can get, you know, two, I'm going to say, two, you win series, you win series. So two out of three against Seattle, and then if you get a split because it's a two-game series, you can't get any better than that. Um, that'd be great for the, for the Angels. Um, but again, we'll see what happens. Uh, Seattle tonight, and then Colorado on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, you know, let's hope that this momentum carries over whether it's the pitching or whether it's the offense coming out and scoring 12 runs last night um 10 runs the night before um that it carries over that would be the best um thing for them to do right now um another one lamar washington uh so hey there fellas so this offense what's up it's been very stagnant uh, is there cause for concern and really how long before Sosha moves Otani to the three-hole and drop up into the fifth? Um, yeah, the offense has been inconsistent. The offense also has been playing pretty good pitchers against the Yankees and Boston and stuff like that. So um, we'll see what happens. I don't think there's a reason to move up now out of, out of uh, the three-hole right now. Um, he is getting out of it. He had three hits last night, four hits last night. So again, if you can get the momentum going... He's going to be one of those guys, he, he's going to be kind of streaky. You know, you're going to have to deal with the, with the bad because when it's on, he's, he's on, he's on and he gives that protection to Trout that um, he needs. Um, and with Trout being able to get on the base as much as he is now, um, you like that guy to come up behind him and, and move him over or even knock him home. So, again, um, I don't see them moving him, you know, barring an injury or anything like that. Um, Otani, again, he's a part time player, so I don't think you would move one of your key guys Upton and say, okay, hey, today we're moving you down to the fifth, but oh, Otani's out, so we're moving you back up to the third. I don't think that works for anybody. I think those main guys, you put them in where they're going to hit and you leave them there and you let them work whatever problems they have, you let them work it out the way they know how. Um, offensively, it has a lot of potential. You just hope to see a lot more um, consistency moving into the, through the next handful of months. And then uh, that's the last of the emails. But again, if you have a question, a concern, um, any kind of feedback, don't matter, good, bad, let us know at allangelspodcast.com or allangelspodcast, sorry, at gmail.com. Again, it's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, check out the website, thehalohaven.com. Okay, so, you know, there's bios on both on all of us there. There's blogs up there. Um, you know, there's pictures Chris posts, the, the rally bus pictures are up there. Um, again, the halohaven.com follow us on Instagram and Twitter at halo underscore haven. As again, halo underscore haven on both Instagram and on Twitter. Um, you know, again, reach out to us, let us know where, where you're at, let us know what you think, let us know, uh, ideas. You know, we're always trying to make things better for the fans, we're always trying to make things better um, for the people that listened and are are there for the ride. So again, um, as I'm winding down, um, I'd like to thank people that have listened and continue to listen and subscribe on iTunes and subscribe on, um, on Google play. Um, we appreciate it. Leave a rating, leave us a, um, a review, um, help us reach out to other people, tell friends, all that good stuff okay so i'm winding down one last announcement again like i said we are recording this uh, may 4th so tomorrow cinco de mayo may 5th the angels are not the angels the um the rally bus halo haven we are making an appearance at orange county we were in san Bernardino not too long ago for their touch a truck at the 66ers event we got a lot of feedback saying when you guys come into orange county you guys come into games or you guys you know going to be anywhere in that general area well saturday cinco de mayo may 5th for your english speaking friends um we are going to be in the city of cyprus um subs and grub um will be there um, chris john and myself will be there with the rally bus again um go to our instagram halo underscore haven there's a post about it um again it's subs and grub um subway sandwich and the oc so again we're going to be there tomorrow the address is 5923 cerritos avenue in the city of cyprus so again those orange county peeps that couldn't make it out to the touch a truck or couldn't make it out to opening day when chris had the bus there um, we will be at subs um subs and grub from 11 to three tomorrow cinco de mayo may 5th so if you want to see the bus if you want to take a tour of the bus if you want to meet us you want to meet um you know get some good food while you're out there this is the time to do it this is the time to come and check it out Um, hopefully we'll be able to make it out to a little more uh games but um we'll see how everything goes but we'll definitely be there again um subs and grub uh Five, uh, 5923 Cerritos Avenue in the city of Cyprus 11 to 3 come check us out um, we'll be there um, so again thank you for uh, following us listening um, I'm Dan Garcia next week hopefully we'll have everyone back we keep on saying that, but I think this time we'll actually be together so again thank you for listening and uh, have a good weekend